This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Paul People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And today, we're going we're gonna to have a good show. We're going to uh, hear some music from G7. We're going to hear uh, the latest on his trip to Los Angeles when he performed. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit of that. Uh, before I get into that, I want to announce... Um, that um you know the upcoming chicano moratorium this is the 50th anniversary that is coming up uh you know and there's going to be many events going on there's you know uh of course in los angeles they're having an event in east l.a um also you know there's there's one going on in san jose there's going to be um also in oakland um, there's going to be a very powerful revolutionary Chicano moratorium going on. It's going to be September the 5th uh, from noon, 12 noon to 5 p.m. in Arroyo Viejo Park in Oakland, Califaslan. And, um, you know, this is um, organized by the Chicano Resistance Council. And, you know, it's been, you know, it's been... Um, it's basically been described as a Chicano Revolutionary Conference. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of events. Um, this is one that I am um, I'm interested in all of them. They're all very important. But I think the Oakland Chicano Moratorium um, is going to be a very powerful uh, Chicano Moratorium one. Um, that everybody will remember. So this is something that uh, people should put on their calendars. Uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, for those, you know, who, um, you know, um, do not remember the Chicano Moratorium. This is uh, an event that took place 
um, you know, decades ago in East L.A. Um, but this was against the war in Vietnam. It was um, an event that was organized um, on behalf of the Chicano Nation because at the time Chicano people were dying um, in numbers, you know, that far um, outweighed the um, population of the Chicano, even within the military. And so they were dying in, in far greater numbers than uh, many others. So this is something that um, the Chicano Nation organized and, you know, and, and um, felt a need to address the, um, you know, unequal deaths the un the lopsided deaths that were going on uh, and from our community, and also to oppose the Vietnam War uh, as an imperialist war, and you know a war that benefited nobody but corporations, and you know and um, and it didn't uh, benefit the Chicano people coming from the neighborhoods and communities that we come from, um, you know, and the Vietnamese people were just like Chicanos. You know, I talked to a lot of Vietnam vets. Chicano Vietnam vets, and they would say that, you know, a lot of them from uh, California uh, grew up, um, you know, working in the fields, and they said that it was mind-blowing for them to go to Vietnam and to fight other field workers. That's basically what they did, because the Vietnam uh, Vietnamese peasants, you know, there were a lot of them were rice farmers, and just, you know, they were um, field workers, you know, they, they lived off the land, peasants, and for them to go across the ocean to fight other field workers just like them um, made no sense to them. And, you know, some some Chicano, the more conscious, even uh, have even described themselves as um, seen themselves as Chicano Kong because he said, you know, we're kind of on the same side because we're fighting for the same struggles and we're um, in the fields, we're working in the fields. Um, and yet, you know, we're over here fighting for these corporations. So this is the feeling um, uh, the Chicano moratorium was to stop Chicano um, enlistment and to um, oppose U.S. imperialism and, and these wars because that's basically what it is, is uh, exportation of exploitation. And this is what happened back then. And, and today there's a need as well to continue in that tradition of opposing U.S. wars because today there's a lot of U.S. wars. You know, they want to go to war with Iran. And as I said before, Iran has done nothing to Chicano people. They have done nothing. What have they done to us? They, they haven't done nothing. And so whatever they have going with the corporations, their feuds with, you know, do we allow you to use our waterways to bring your, you know, um, billion dollar um you know business transactions through our that's that's for them to decide but it has nothing to do with the chicano people uh iranians they pose no threat to us they they you know um and we have struggles here we have struggles here that are very real that are very concrete that we need to deal with and we don't need to um you know extend our um energies overseas in countries that have nothing to do with us or our land or our national territory and our resources and our human rights here um, this is where the, these struggles have to take place not in Iran and not in any other country so today there's a very big need to oppose US imperialism and these imperialist wars um, and you know um, and none of the you know speaking about the today's um, you know the elect 
the elections and um, you know these um, people running for um, U.S. president and all this stuff, and not one of them. And I don't care. We could go to you know the you know what some may consider uh, the 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 leftist corner of the presidential candidates. You know, and and and, and you know, and there's a lot of people that support you know people like Bernie Sanders, but even Bernie Sanders, you know, and he calls himself a democratic socialist, but even Dem- uh, Bernie Sanders has not come forward and said, if I become U.S. president, there are going to be no more wars. We're going to shut down sending uh, military to any country in the world. He has not even done that. So for that reason, in my opinion, Bernie Sanders is no socialist. Uh, a true socialist would say they oppose all U.S. wars. They oppose any kind of U.S. military intervention anywhere in the world, Bernie Sanders has not done that. So, um, in my opinion, Bernie Sanders is not a socialist. You know, Bernie Sanders, um, of course, is a liberal, but he is not a socialist. And so, you know, um, so this is something we have to look at. Uh, These U.S. wars... um, you know, this is exploit. This is uh, exporting exploitation, and um, and when they have these wars, they're basically overthrowing, toppling a government in order to install a puppet government that is friendly to the U.S. That's going to open up its country and allow U.S. military to come onto its land to set up their military bases, to set up their weaponry there. To send in the U.S. corporations, um, you know, whether that be diamonds, oil, what have you, you know, Walmart, I don't know. But, you know, th- this is exporting exploitation, um, open up their sweatshops um, and, and pour in these, um, these American investors that, you know, are, are going to create uh, environments that, um, that exploit these people that are trying to, you know, trying to eat. So... Um, U.S. wars are not good. They've never been good. They never will be good. So one of the good things about the Chicano Moratorium, you know, and I had this conversation with others. Uh, I actually wrote an article um, called uh, Chicano Mor- um, the Need for, I believe it's the Need for Chicano Moratorium today. It was, um, it was published in the Socialist Viewpoint magazine. Uh, this was in 2017, I believe, January, February issue. Um, but my, my point in my article was that um, for those who call themselves anti-imperialists, for those, um, you know, any kind of person who uh, considers themselves to the left, um, you know, um, you know, they they are against war. You know, they're against war. I mean, you know, um, how can you be for uh, murdering people, especially civilians and innocent people around the world? It's wrong. It's not just wrong here on the street, uh, down the street from where you live. It's also wrong in another country. You know, so, you know, most people see, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't care about other countries as long as it ain't. No, that's not right either. So what you're saying is it's okay to... Um, you know, uh, commit repression and oppression uh, as long as it's not in my backyard. That's not good. That's not being a good human being. That's not being um, just. So the thing is about the 
Chicano moratorium, whether that was in 1970, you know, in the 1970s or it's today, the, the big thing, the good thing about it is that um, what I said in my article was that um, if you call yourself a, you, uh, uh, an anti-imperialist, if you call yourself an anti-imperialist um, and you believe that U.S. imperialism is wrong, then um, the highest act of anti-imperialism today would be to support the Chicano moratorium. Even if you weren't Chicano, it would be to support the Chicano moratorium. The Chicano moratorium stands uh, for the total, um, you know, um, it is totally against uh, Chicano people enlisting in the military of any branch. Um, and and so um, because um, imperialism itself depends on the military it cannot exist without the military the military is its muscle when these corporations want to um topple the government of venezuela in order to send um you know all of these uh, um, shell gas and all these corporations into venezuela to exploit their oil well they can't do it themselves when they have these meetings um you know whether it is in quantico or Langley or wherever in the how they have them, they can't themselves go into these uh, countries and topple them. So what do they do? They rely on the military. They rely on their foot soldiers. They rely on their muscle to go in there, um, you know, topple it. And then they come in and set up their, um, you know, governmental structure. So what I said was that if the U.S. imperialism relies on the military, whatever branch that may be, then um, the key to ending U.S. imperialism is in, uh, you know, in um, the military itself. This is the heartbeat of U.S. imperialism. So if the U.S. In, uh, military compels the U.S. to continue to exploit, then uh, we have to look at what makes up the U.S. military. What comprises it? Well, um, today, if you look at the data, it shows that the leading um, recruits are coming from Rasa. Uh, brown people are entering these militaries um, at, at a faster pace than anyone else. Um, it also shows that uh, brown women, uh, Rasa women, are even outgrowing the men they're moving at a faster pace so the future of the military is brown the u.s military that um is a situation that affects the chicano nation um because it is our bodies that are entering the u.s military this is going to be the backbone um this means that um brown people are going to be the engine for u.s imperialism if we don't slow that down or completely stop it so what I'm saying is if that is the the facts of the matter of what comprises the U.S. military, if the U.S. military is the backbone to U.S. imperialism, it allows exploitation around the world uh, through armed force then that means um, the Chicano nation plays a very key role in stopping U.S. imperialism. Um, and not only that, but non-Chicano people play a key role um, in their support for a Chicano moratorium. And this is anti-imperialism. So um, if, if people really want to, you know, strike a blow at U.S. imperialism, they would support the Chicano moratorium. The Chicano moratorium um, is against U.S. war, period. All U.S. 
war, all military intervention, um, and all conflict that is um, fired off by the U.S. So this is something that's very important. So this Chicano moratorium that's coming up, we're going to have one in Oakland. Um, there's going to be one in San Jose. There's going to be one in East L.A. Uh, you know, I'm planning and hoping to attend all of them myself. Um, and, um, you know, I'm very interested in the Oakland one. And um, and I am contributing to the Oakland one. So this is these are um, events and actions that are very important, not only to the Chicano nation, but also to all people um, that have uh, even a, an ounce of humanity left in them. Every single freedom-loving people um, um, in these false U.S. borders, every single person who um, is against war and against conflict um, will support the Chicano Moratorium. It's a very, very uh, important event that seeks um, its ultimate goal is peace. And uh, we know that in order to uh, obtain peace, we have to um, we have to be against the U.S. military. And that's that's that, you know, this is a, a violent organization that goes around the world and has these violent conflicts and wars and, um, you know, and all of this stuff, all of these horrors. So we need to uh, support our local Chicano moratoriums. We need to get involved, find out. You know, regard wherever you're at. You know, I hope that um, those listeners that are um, interested in um, supporting the Chicano event, interested in opposing U.S. wars, um, that they will come, that they will support the Chicano moratorium, and um, and that's going to be in Oakland, in San Jose, and in East LA. So we'll get to more of that as we get closer. Uh, you know, um, I believe the East LA event is in August, um, and I believe the San Jose one might be in August, and the Oakland one is in September, on September the 5th, 9-5-2020. So, uh, just stay, stay, um, stay tuned, and we'll continue to abreast you with uh, more developments on this Chicano moratorium. There's going to be, I know the one in Oakland, there's going to be speakers, you know, there's going, we're going to be announcing the speakers as we move forward. There's going to be um, Don Santes, there's going to be, um, you know, um, um, there's going to be vendors, there's going to be um, singers, there's going to be rappers, you know, spoken word, there's going to be a lot of festivities um, there, and it's a celebration of resistance. Uh, you know, um, it's 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 a celebration, and and as the slogan goes, as the saying goes on the flyer, it's a Chicano Revolutionary Conference, and this is when we all converge and we all celebrate our resistance to U.S. imperialism, and 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 this is a Chicano uh, a, a revolutionary nationalist event and it's unapologetically revolutionary nationalist event for the Chicano nation um, and you know and that's a very good thing a positive thing and a revolutionary thing so it's going to be a very very good event stay tuned for that and you know um, as I said um, you know I was talking a little bit about the um, the upcoming elections and you know and, and, and so we have to we have to remember you um, 
you know, there's a lot of things that people say and they, they portray that, you know, and they're labeled as, you know, democratic socialists and all this stuff. And then somebody else will hear that and run with it. One of the things about Bernie Sanders, and I'm not just picking on Bernie Sanders, but it's important that um, people understand truth. Uh, and, and, and a lot of times in the news and stuff, you know, we're you know, given uh, a false truth. So, you know, I just want to put things in perspective for our listeners. Um, and, and you know, people say, well, why aren't you t- um, attacking the Republicans? Why are you attacking Bernie and Bernie support? And the thing about it is it's it's much more. I mean, I can I can criticize a lot of different political parties, but um, it's important to always criticize, in my opinion, to always criticize those most closest to you the most. So why am I going to criticize the Republicans? We know where they stand. They're very um, blunt in their, you know, in their racism and their, you know, and they're promoting national oppression and they're um, and they're just, you know, we know where they stand. You know, um, it, it doesn't, you know, they're out front where where they stand. Now, you know, those closest to us. Um, you know, and I'm going when it comes to those running for uh, president, U.S. president, um, I- I'm going to those, um, you know, that um, are concentrating, focusing on our community the most. And um, and I would have to go with um, criticizing Bernie Sanders. And, you know, the thing is, you know, he calls himself a democratic socialist and some people support him. You know, some people are happy that he's, you know, even the word socialist is on the ballot and, and they, they get, you know, happy or whatever. But th- this is the thing. He's not a socialist. He's not a socialist. And one of the things, you know, just in, if we if we take into account um, U.S. war interventions, um, no socialist is going to be. Uh, for U.S. wars and, and interventions uh, and overthrowing um, elected governments um, that the people um, elected, like Venezuela. Venezuela, the people elected Maduro. Uh, I'm not saying Maduro's perfect. I'm not saying I don't have criticisms of him. I can sit here and criticize Maduro for this whole show. I have some disagreements with him. However, I will say that the people, he's a democratically elected official of Venezuela. The people voted for him. If anybody believes in democracy, that's what democracy is. The people's will. The people are, they elected him. That's democracy. That's what happens when the people decide what we want. They wanted Maduro in Venezuela. They elected him. He's the president. So the U.S., if, if, a, if a president is not opening up its borders for the U.S., for its military to set up an army base, um, if it's not letting U.S. corporations into the country, um, they're going to work to topple that government, to overthrow it. Uh, Venezuela is a perfect example of this. You know, Venezuela, um, they're not allowing U.S. military bases on their land. You know, they're not, you know, and so because they're not cooperating with uh, U.S. imperialism, they become a target. They become a target. And so, you know, one of the things Bernie Sanders said, as I said before, any socialist is not going to be uh, for any kind of U.S. military intervention. Um, they're going to be anti-imperialist. One of the things Bernie Sanders said uh, um, concerning Maduro, and this is during the elections when they were, you know, they, they um, interview him. I believe it was Jorge Ramos from Univision. 
and uh, in my opinion, Jorge Ramos is a vendido him himself you know and um you know he's um very reactionary um and um anyway so jorge ramos uh asks bernie sanders um about maduro about venezuela and has him weigh in on the situation um bernie sanders replied um um he says something like um i will be very clear uh, on Maduro, um, that, um, you know, something about the horrors that he has committed, the errors and the horrors that he has committed will not be permitted or something to that effect. Um, and it's not a total quote, but the, the gist of it was that he spoke very badly on Maduro. He, he said that it's unacceptable. Basically it's, you know, and I'm like, you know, you could very well, nobody is without criticism. Everybody can be criticized to an extent. But I'm thinking that that same saying that Bernie Sanders um, stated to Jorge Ramos could have been stated about the U.S. So what the hell is he talking about where this country is attempting to build socialism in Venezuela and Jorge and, and Bernie Sanders um, calling himself a socialist is going to attack Venezuela in harsher criticism than he criticizes America. Are you kidding me? So this is what I'm talking about. You know, it, it, it just doesn't make sense that, you know, Bernie claims to be socially. He is no socialist. You know, it, he is no socialist. So this is we have to understand that. You know, a lot of times um, we see things in the news, we hear things on the radio, and so we have to look into it, we have to investigate, see if it matches up, see if it adds up, and um, do the research on everything. Because uh, most things that come through our corporate media are false. It's propaganda, it's just, it, it has no factual grounds. So this is why independent media is very important. This is why we need to hear news from our people, from our communities, um, and, and with our perspectives uh, at the forefront. And, you know, because um, we're used to hearing our perspective in the background, uh, on the back burner. And we're, we're used to having these corporate um, mouthpieces tell us what our community is going through and how we move forward. So we have to detach from that and we have to begin to um, um, follow our own researchers, do our own investigations, uh, have, you know, listen to our own scholars. We have to, we have to do this. Our community has to do it um, because when you're listening to these corporate mouthpieces, um, we're probably not going to get um, the the real truth in anything, including in these elections, in these wars and interventions um, as well. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. But um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to be bringing on uh, Brother G7. You know, and Brother G7, man, he's 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 moving. He's doing, you know, 
he's doing big things. He's moving. He's he's you know he he just did a an event in Los Angeles. He's gonna talk to us about, and this is something that you know you know he was out there promoting Aslan and promoting um, revolutionary rap music. So this is something very important. But I have uh, brother G Seven right here. So let me welcome brother G Seven. Welcome to Free Aslan, my brother. Thank you, brother. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Thank you for bringing your medicine, your revolutionary medicine here to to the to the station once again. Uh, we love you here, part of the Free Aslan crew. And um, as always, brother, it's it's an honor and a privilege to have you uh, striving on this show with us, and um, you know, um, and, and continuing this struggle with us. But um, before before I start, I wanna you know, cause I wanna hear your music, I wanna hear you know all of that, I wanna hear all of that stuff. But before I get into that, um, I just wanna say. Um, you know, tell us, brother, um, what happened on this, uh, on your, on your trip, on your trip to, to Los Angeles, brother. How was it? How yeah, was so it? There? It went well. It went well. You know, uh, I just went out there and delivered the message, man. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that we're at war and uh, mm -hmm. we got to, we got to stay on our toes and, and, and come together and quit allowing these oppressors to, to bring us down. You know what I mean? And they, they throwing us in jail. They're killing us. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh. Another thing, you know, I, I spread the message about how there's 70,000 children in cages right now. You know mm. what I mean? And they're on our soil right now. This is our slime. Mm. So we got to fight back, you know what I mean, and, and come together and really stand up, uprise. Mm. You know, uh, the Chicano Moratorium, I'm in full support of that. You know what I mean? We're, we're coming together. It's anti-war. Mm. We at war right now. So, mm. you know, that's what it is. I just went to L.A., Aslan, and... And deliver the message, brother, you know. Mm, beautiful. And, you know, in order to end war, we got to, unfortunately, we got to have war to end war. And that's that's how, that's what's going to end war. We can't end war with, you know, flowers or, you know, um, you know, we can't burn incense and end war. We got to end war through war. And that's, that's, you know, unfortunately, that's the way things work and but the thing is mobilization and, and and i know your music brother is a key factor in the mobilization in in what we're doing it's revolutionary culture because culture is a weapon culture is what's going to help heal us and decolonize but we can't just have regular cult we just can't have culture that says yeah, you know, let's play some music and, um, you know, let's cook this kind of food, but we still want to be U.S. presidents. And no, we need revolutionary culture, you know, not just burning incense and voting for a president like, well, we'll have a brown president or a black president. No, we don't want presidents. We want liberation. So we don't want to be a part of the oppressive nature of this uh, terrorist organization known as America. We don't want that. We want liberation. We want our own forms of government. We want to help the people, not exploit the people and prey on the people, not just here, but around the world. We don't want that. So your music, brother, I think is very, it's a key factor, brother, and you play an extremely important role in, in our culture, um, you know, and... Um, and you are helping to guide our culture um, because you're a cultural worker as well, brother. And and your music, man, is just and 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 what what? Let me ask you, what song did you play at the at the event? Yeah, so I uh, I did. I declare war. Mm. You know, just uh, 
message out there, man. It, 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 like you said, it, it's not the president, man. It's the it's the it's the U.S. government, period. It's, Absolutely. And we need to take over in this Aslan, national liberation. It's not hard to understand, man. You know, mm. separate from Mexico and the U.S., period. Mm. It's Aslan. That you we already got nation. it all lined up. Let's do it. Uh. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and so let me ask you, brother, just live on the air, can, can you... Can you spit that song, brother? The one you perform, I declare what? Can for you sure. spit it live? Freestyle for it, sure, bro. For sure. It's like this. For decades, they've been controlling the population. His nickname was 45 way before Ronald Reagan. Now he's the 45th president. That's no coincidence. It's evident he's guilty, but they treat him like he's innocent. Treason, embezzlement, invested in detention centers like Juvenile Hall. The judicial system at the border concentration camps are part of his plan. He is Illuminati, Ku Klux Klan, white supremacists, so racist and prejudiced. It's a disgrace to see his face on the television. United Snake trying to inject us with venom. The root of all evil got a sentence since the beginning, manipulating the women for money. Hugh Hefner, the price is right. Bob Barker, a top investor this whole time. They put together a plan that in the year 2020, they're going to take over the land. I declare war. I declare war. Because they've been knocking down my people, man. I declare war. I declare war. Before we see another Great Depression, I declare war. I declare war. Free all my people in them cages, man. I declare war. He said I wouldn't make it. Just another statistic. All these years he's been wearing makeup with pink lipstick. Labeled me a gangster product of my environment. Red and blue handkerchiefs that were passed out inside the prison. Causing segregation, separation, and conflict. Got us killing each other and that's nonsense all these years. They created calamity, more homeless people than ever before. And that's pure insanity, arresting us for nothing just to keep us detained. So they can rule the land, only a few of us remain. We demand action be taken, no more negotiation. They don't want to compromise, we taking over the nation. Holling free us line from California to Texas, indigenous land. They charging property taxes. We got to stand for something or we going to fall for nothing. Here we come, knocking down your wall. We taking back our country. Free us line. Uh. Love that, yeah. That's good, brother. And and this is the kind of music that we need. We we, we don't want to hear music about women and thongs and, you know, popping champagne. We don't want to hear all this kind of music. We want to hear revolutionary liberation music, songs of liberation, and, and songs that inspire our people to rise up and to resist this national oppression uh, and to, you know, struggle for national liberation. This is the kind of music that... And so, brother, you know, you... you you doing it, brother, and I love that that poncho you have on. And 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 we're we're live right here. So can you show the camera? That? Look at that. Yeah, Look at that, Aslan. brother. Free Aslan. That is so beautiful right there. And and yeah, I was man, in LA brother. With this. Yeah, you you know we need to make more of these. I think this right here is something that people. I know me, brother. I I buy one. I need one of those. So you know, get them. Get all the information. And next time you come back. Uh, you know, you could let us know where people could order them, uh, hook up the Venmo, however you're going to do it. But we need to get these in the people's hands right here. People need to be wearing these from California to Texas to Colorado, everywhere throughout Aslan. We need to wear these. But and brother, so when you went out there, um, how was the the how was the crowd um, when you talked to them about Aslan and freeing Aslan? And, yeah, I, and I told them straight up too. I was like, you know, we're trying to separate ourselves from Mexico and the United States. Man, this is Aslan, you know, national mm. liberation. And I, I said it. You know what I'm saying on stage, yeah. I'm like, I got a, a message to deliver. You know what I mean? And, the, and was the crowd that receptive? Crowd was, yeah, they, they, they were. Yeah, they, they were kind of surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? But after after I performed. 
a lot of people came up to me and, you know, thanked me, you know. They, mm. shake, they shook my hand. They're like, man, I appreciate you. Mm. We need more of that. Mm. You know, the people are hungry for it, the truth. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we got all this self-destructive music uh, here. It's time to switch it up. Self-destructive music. And this, this, this lift each other. That's Absolutely. what it's about. That's what it's about, brother. And 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 um, did you talk to him about the Chicano moratorium? You yes, know, so I, I threw oh. it out there. I let him, uh, I let him know for sure. And yeah, and that's sure. something that you know, uh, me and brother G Seven and others are working on organizing um, right here in Oakland, uh, the Chicano moratorium on September fifth. And that's going to be a, a great um, revolutionary um, event. It's going to be for the whole family. So people need to come out, bring their kids and, you know, bring their grandparents. And, and they need to bring everybody, neighbors, cousins, co-workers. Let them know this is our event. This is a, a Chicano Libera. It's, it's like a Chicano Liberation Day because on this day we're being educated to um, think outside of the U.S. influence and understand our enemy understand our oppressor uh and 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 know that we are standing against u.s imperialism you know we we, we are not a part of it we never have been uh some have been duped into participating in it but we are not a part of it and we have our own national interest that we are striving and struggling for but yeah, brother. So, um, have you been working on new music? Uh, yeah, besides so I got some new stuff coming up uh, next week, I should have a couple, couple new songs to you know to present. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just wanted to mention when I was in LA, I seen a couple of soldiers. They were uh, you know enlisting in the army, mm -hmm. Latinos, right? So I'm, I walked up to them and, and uh, I just wanted to see what they say. I was like, so uh, are you guys, you guys fighting for Aslan or, or America? And uh, one of them, one of, he was a, he was in, he was enlisting, and he lifted up his shirt and it said Aslan. He was like, Ooh. "Hey, homie." Uh, he was like, "Oh, wow!" I was tripped out. I was tripping out. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Okay." He, oh, he yeah. had it on his shirt or on tattooed? his stomach tattoo. Oh, yeah, damn. yeah. So he was like, "I'm doing this for Aslan." I was like, "Wow!" It surprised me, you know, from LA and stuff. So, okay, you yeah, know, they they know about Aslan, and, and so Absolutely. another one was like, "Yeah," he was like, "It's Chicano, Chicano Nation." I don't know if they were trying to. Yeah. Play it off, but you know that it's. I threw it out there, you know, because yeah, the soldiers, yeah. you know, we we mainly Rasa in, in the army. You know what I'm saying so they throw us on the front line, you know. But I was like, in a time of war, man, you gonna turn on your people or you gonna be with us? Just yeah. to see what he said, and he's like, man, it's Chicano Nation. I do this for the people. I was like, wow, okay. And that and that's I like good, to but, that, but you know, and the and the main thing is not even joining the U.S. military. Period, period, right? Yeah. And then if they're really standing with Aslan, they're not going to join the military. They're going to join the movement. Um, they're going to join the struggle. They're going to join, you know, um, yeah, our sure. organizing out here against the U.S. military. They're going to join the Chicano Moratorium, right? Yeah. It tripped me out. I was like, yeah. wow. And you know what? Even back in uh, back during the, the Vietnam War, uh, you know, I know in Vietnam there was even uh, black soldiers were rising up and striking and, and not even, you know, putting their laying their weapons down and because of stuff that was happening back here. And, you know, so a lot of times these U.S. soldiers, you know, they go in um, not knowing, not being educated, not understanding um, what's going on, why they're fighting. And then sometimes while they're in the military, they become conscious and they become educated on. And, and like the Chicano um, Vietnam vet that told me, 
He said, man, I was in Vietnam because he came from the Central Valley, like Tulare County, and he was working in the fields or whatever. He think he was even picking cotton over there in Corcoran or something growing up. So he says that when he went to Vietnam, he's fighting these Vietnamese, and he says, man, these are field workers too. And he was like, I just realized I'm a field worker sent over here fighting other field workers. Yeah. Like that made no damn sense to me. So that's the type of stuff that, um, you know, it, it causes people to become conscious to, you know, epiphany. You know, people are like, wait a minute, this this just changed my whole perception on, on the situation. So, you know, that's going to happen. But that's beautiful that you... Um, you know, you you agitated amongst them the military and let them know, like, who, who what side you on? What side are you on? Because that's the key question. What side are you on? You know, who are your friends? Who are your enemies? Where are you at? You know, what what what's up? So this is the kind of stuff that we have to continue to, um, you know, to to ask the people, and and we have to continue to teach because a lot of our people have children. And then their children grow up and they see it as a way out of a, you know, ghetto, a ghetto style um, situation. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, join the military, you know, you, you'll be able to go to school, you know, you, you'll yeah. be able to get a home, a home loan, you know, and all this stuff. But the reality is they go to these uh, militaries and join these militaries and they come back shell shocked and PTSD'd out and no limbs and, you know, they can't, you know, they can't think straight and all this crazy stuff. And they're just treated like 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 we're treated and to get like you, you, whatever you know you yeah. go to the county hospital or whatever. So they're having none of this stuff. There's some that have some kind of benefits, um, but the majority of people, you know, um, there is no benefit to oppressing other people around the world. Um, the U.S. military is an, a terrorist organization, um, and we need to teach our children, our friends, and Aslan not to join it, to oppose it, and to find ways to struggle against it, to join the Chicano Moratorium events where you can learn more, where you can be amongst others who are on the same page, who understand, who are conscious, who grasp reality and our social reality of us as a Chicano nation, what we're up against, what we should be teaching our children, how to resist, how to organize. These are the things that we should be learning and promoting within uh, within our people, not uh, military culture and hurting people and exploiting people around the world. Um, none of that stuff uh, really benefits the Chicano nation. It, it, it benefits these corporations. It benefits the U.S. government. It does not benefit the Chicano nation. So this is how, this is the thing is they've worked very hard to brainwash so many people to thinking that they're a part of the U.S. government. We are not part of it. You know, we have our own government. We are separate from America, but this is something that's not taught in school. Instead, they teach, we're all one people. How are we going to be one with the settler colonialists that stole our land? How are we going to be one with the same colonizer who committed genocide on our people and stole uh, millions of acres of our land? How are we one people with this oppressor it's absurd it's it's an oxymoron saying there's a chicano american a black american uh african american it's oxymoron it doesn't make sense completely 
contradictory. So we are not at one. We are not in unity. We have nothing to do with America. We are our own entity and we have our own national interests. And the Chicano Nation need to organize and understand and educate one another to deepen this understanding and struggle uh, for our own national liberation and our own forms of government and our own independence. This is what we work for. This is what we strive for, what we organize for. And this is the kind of music that Brother G7 uh, creates and promotes. Music that promotes this idea of national uh, liberation uh, for the Chicano Nation. And, and, and this is why it's very important, brother, that, that you know, your music um, is just, you know, it, it does stuff that radio can't do. It touches people where books can't touch them, where anything else, you know, music, um, you know, from five-year-old children to 80-year-old grandparents, you know, your music, brother, is going to touch all generations, and that's what music does, and it's very educational, and, and so I love your music, brother, and, and we love it here at Free Aslan, and hope to continue to hear uh, new cuts, you know, that, that you keep kicking out, and... Um, and so you're working on uh, you're working on some more music, brother. So what 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 are some of the topics that you're focusing on in your next uh, upcoming song? So uh, I've got a, a couple couple new ones, but the uh, next one is gonna be National Liberation. That's the name of the song. Oh, and, damn! Uh, yeah, I sure, love that. For sure. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I got another one. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, it's an Aztec song. You're gonna like that one. It's called Ooh. Time. Time. Yeah, and uh, you know a few other ones, but yeah. I'll bring I'll bring them for sure next week. Oh and, yeah, and we're gonna be on. We love that, it's brother. Be on and popping. And we're gonna song. have to, yeah, we're gonna have to um, start playing your song on um, on on here on Free Aslan, you know. And I want to make that my new um, my new song, my introductory song, brother. So the uh, I declare war. We'll, we'll do that. We'll okay. you know send it over and then we'll just start playing it, brother. Ooh. And 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 um and yeah, absolutely. But um we 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 love your music, brother. And you know and it's just man, it's it's so educational. And and I can't look, I can't wait to to hear you. You're gonna be performing at the Chicano Moratorium in Oakland, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah, Definitely. bro. And, 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 and yeah, and, and hopefully, I know there's going to be some other performers as well, but, you know, um, if anybody wants to hear your music, let's say they're interested in your music, they want to hear, you know, what you're doing, they want to check out your, your, your CDs or whatever you got, um, how can they check them out? Where can they SoundCloud, find them? SoundCloud right now, uh, G underscore go, G underscore G-O-H. Mm. And then uh, you know a lot of them are, are played on Free Island too on on, on SoundCloud, but uh, yeah, just right now you can find everything under G uh, underscore Go. Oh, SoundCloud. perfect, bro. And 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 when you when you let's say for example, um, people want to um, you know if they want to perform music at the Chicano Moratorium, how how can they get in contact with you? To you know, to 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 look into okay, that, they, they and, can and drop me an email under Million Children March at gmail dot com. Mm. Million Children March at gmail dot com. There's also another one, uh, Million Chicano March at gmail dot com. Mm. You can hit me up on any one of those emails, oh. and I'm always checking them. Beautiful, beautiful, brother. Yeah, and and you know. 
people need to get involved. We need to start promoting. A lot of us have relatives that do rap music, that do, you know, they sing, they do R&B singing, they do all this stuff. But we got to start promoting revolutionary music, revolutionary rap, revolutionary R&B Um, All of this stuff that promotes liberation, we have to start promoting it. We have to start letting our, our, you know, so some of the listeners might have uh, primos, might have little nieces, nephews, what have you, um, even kids who rap, you know, who do rap music or whatever, or R&B, that sing R&B. And so what I would say is, um, you know, Talk to them, see if they want to perform at the Chicano Moratorium, tell them to start developing their revolutionary rap song, their revolutionary uh, R&B song, you know, that talks about Aslan, talks about liberating our people, Chicano power, um, the Chicano Moratorium, any of them topics, and to begin to develop their music so that they can perform because we want performers at the Chicano Moratorium but we're not trying to listen to no music about, you know, popping bottles, um, you know, and, and you know, and, and women in thongs. We don't want that kind of music. So, and it's not going to be performed at the Chicano Moratorium. So, we need to uh, let our people know, those who do music, you want to do some music, well, write a revolutionary rap, write this, write that. And you can either email um, Brother G7 um, at Million Children March. Um, at gmail.com or you can contact um, um, Aslan Press on Facebook it's a Facebook group you can um, send a message there as well either one contact somebody let them know you know somebody that does music that wants to perform and take it from there so these are things that we have to start organizing now the Chicano moratoriums in September so this is a you know this is going to be a, a good good time now to begin preparation uh, and getting people ready for this event because this is uh, this is going to be a, a liberation day for us as a Chicano nation but so, Brother G7, um, uh, when you were down in L.A., um, you know, they're going to be doing a Chicano moratorium as well, you know, and that's that's in East L.A. That's going to be beautiful, brother. And um, and were people educated when you went to L.A.? Was it West L.A. or downtown? Where was it? It was Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, it was Hollywood. So, so when you went to Hollywood, were, were people, any of the people that you interacted with, were they familiar uh, on the Chicano moratorium? Um, no, actually, actually, not too many people were, but a lot of people kind of, they they knew about Aslan. They're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of Aslan, but I had to give them details and explain to them, mm. you know, before the Spaniards came and called it America. Mm. This is Aslan. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. Yeah, absolutely, so, bro. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, pretty much. Give them a quick little, little political education. Yeah, real quick. Brush <laughs> them up, you know. Yeah, absolutely, brush them up, bro. Yeah, so, you know, that, that. And that's a, it's a sad thing that the Chicano Moratorium, the first one was in East L.A., right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you would think that everybody in L.A. knows about the Chicano Moratorium. Yeah. But that's not true. A lot of people, some people are not aware of it. So if they're not aware of it down in L.A., then you can imagine a lot of people are unaware of it here in, 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 you know, Northern California and the Bay Area. So this is why it's real important. You know, some people say, 
Well, everybody knows what the Chicano Moratorium. No, a lot of people don't. So this is actually uh, an event. It's not just a commemoration. It's also an extension of that struggle back in the 1970s. And it's a continuing, um, evolving event. Uh, and it's also... Um, it's it's um you know it, it's also a chance for us to um, create public opinion, uh, build awareness, and political education. So it's going to be a lot of things all in one: political education, a festival, a liberation day, uh, performance, uh, revolutionary um, music, um, uh, revolutionary messages, um, voice uh, speeches. But it's also, you know, as I said, it's a, it's a chance for political education to raise consciousness uh, for our people and to build awareness uh, around who the enemy is, who the oppressor is, uh, and to um, draw the line of distinction between us and them. Because we are not together. We are not one people. We are not on the side of the oppressor. You know, and, and this is a chance for us to educate our people in our community that that's 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 what we're about. That's what we stand for. And this is what we strive for. So um, the Chicano Moratorium, brother, I, I can't wait for this event. And, you know, and 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 we need to get some more of these ponchos out. Yeah, for man. Sure. Yeah, for brother. Sure. That's that. That's what's up right there. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah, yeah, I just want to say, you know, we, we we're blind to the fact, you know, so we've adapted to this lifestyle man and uh we just need to wake up and that's what this all about is delivering the message every one of my songs is about delivering the message you know what i mean and mm -hmm. lifting up the people instead of bringing us down because all this all this music out here is just about you know dragging down the people that's what the oppressor wants they take advantage of that and uh you know never sell your soul man to the devil or to anybody mm -hmm. you know we, we out here we living and uh, it's free Aslan forever. And my, mm. my cousin just passed away recently. So rest in peace, Antoine. Mm. Uh, you know, family stay strong. Mm. And, uh, you know, let's just stay together. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible, brother. And how did, how did he pass anyway? Man, he went to sleep and, and didn't wake up, brother. <sighs> Unfortunately, we're still looking into it. There, there, so there's no autopsy report or nothing? No, it just was yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it just happened yesterday. And how old was he, brother? 32. Wow. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, living in, in, in this kind of colonized uh, society, we have so many pressures that we are undergoing. We have so much stress, you know, anxieties and all these things that affect us, uh, traumas, because colonization is trauma. So every single person from the oppressed nations, um, from the First Nations, the Chicano Nation, the Black Nation, the Boricuas, all oppressed nations people um, uh, are colonized. And so colonization means trauma. This is trauma. So we are all traumatized. You know, we're traumatized living under this oppressor nation. And, you know, and, and, and with that trauma comes pressures, comes all kinds of health problems. And this, this is the type of stuff we're dealing with. We're, we're, we have shorter uh, lifespans living in these conditions. You know, if you look at a country like Cuba, and Cuba isn't a perfect country. You know, I have criticisms of Cuba too. That's another conversation. But Cuba um, has a life expectancy, I believe, um, is similar, if not better, similar to the U.S., if not higher. You know, so they're living at about the same 
uh, years as somebody living in the U.S. and they're considered a third world country. You know, they they're very poverty stricken that country. But every dollar, every uh, every um, dollar that they get, they invest back into the people. And, you know, and they are building socialism, you know, and they're trying the best they could under the circumstances. And they're, they're not perfect. They got some things that they should, you know, they should work on and they, they are working on. But but my point is that the, the lifespan, you know, you got a country that's dirt poor, third world country. And then you got the richest country in the world, uh, the United Snakes. And um, and you would think that the richest country in the world, uh, United Snakes, you have all this money, you would think you would be living longer. Um, but the, the, the money is held within an elite, you know, and it's held in a, in a very small minority and everybody else is. That's why we have so many homeless people. So we have people sleeping in bridges in the richest country in the world. Cuba, you're not going to see homeless camps. You're not going to see none of that because they take care of their people. And they have, they live about the same age span as American, uh, the American uh, country. So, you know, this is something that we have to constantly, um, you know, focus on, look, in, look into, learn from. Um, why is it that Cuba, a dirt poor third world country, is able to live in their 70s and 80s uh, like people in the U.S.? Why is that? Well, because they put their investments into their medical system, into their education, into their people. And in the U.S., you know, if you don't have certain insurances, um, they can deny you certain surgeries. Like, no, your surgery is denying you. You can't get that transplant. So, you know, this is the, you know, because it's all about profit. They don't care about people. They don't care about your health. So in a case like your your loved one, you know, it, it, it's horrible that we have to be, you know, 32 years old, brother, and, and just died from like, you know, just never woke up, brother. It's, it's, it's horrible, yeah. brother. It's horrible. And it can happen to any of us. And so, you know, we have to just keep on struggling because we never know uh, when our last day is here. You know, and our last day could come tonight. You know, we don't know. So we need to keep struggling as best we can and, you know, and leave that legacy of struggle. And that's what we can leave. We can't leave much. We can't leave inheritance. We can't leave properties. We may not be able to leave, you know, stocks and bonds and, you know, all this other crazy stuff. We don't want to leave that anyway, but we can't leave that. But we, what we can leave is a legacy of struggle where people remember our struggle. And hopefully we leave things that um, will outlive us. Things like ideas and actions and, you know, theory and, you know, um, books and, you know, and artwork and music, brother. Your music, you know, and even if, you know, something happens tonight... You know, um, you know, hey, your music lives on and people are like, you know what? This brother had that revolutionary music and, you know, this is, you know, and plays on for generations and generations. You know, yeah. we hear music today that's, you know, back in the days, you know, we hear music from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. We love that music. There's some music that's, you know, look at Tupac's music, man. Yeah. Tupac, you know, he's going to be an icon, you know, forever, man. In a hundred years, people are like, oh, man, Tupac, you know, yeah. this is shit. You know, everybody loves, you know, I love Tupac's music, but, 
you know, that's the thing is, um, you know, we can leave legacies of resistance, um, even though, you know, we may think that we're, we have nothing to leave, uh, and we may be living a life of struggle and poverty, but we can leave a rich legacy of resistance in theory and art and culture, um, that will outlive the richest person in the world, you know. So this is what we strive for. We strive to better our people, not only today, but generations to come, those not even born yet, you know, our grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren and, and others, you know, we want to leave something, and this is what we're organizing for today. I think this is the ch new Chicano Moratorium events that are coming up and new actions that will be announced um, very soon that are being planned. Um, this is going to set the course and reignite the Chicano movement like it hasn't been reignited before. And these things are going to be revealed in the coming months. Um, and there's new plans and new actions that are going to be, um, um, you know, initiated. And, um, and these are the kind of legacies we want to leave our people, um, you know, and we want to make an imprint and leave our footprint in history, uh, in the liberation history books um, that we were here and we did make a difference while we were here. And, um, and we don't need to make a difference financially. We don't need to do it uh, materially. You know, we do it through struggle. And, and this is how, um, you know, our peoples all over the world have been leaving legacies of struggle, um, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and this is how we continue in that tradition of resistance. But, yeah, brother, so, you know, you're, you're, are they having a fundraiser for your, your loved one? Yeah, GoFundMe is on uh, Facebook, Twin Family. Uh, so, you know, just... Or anybody out there that got problems with their family or something, man, embrace them, man, and, and make amends with your family. Tomorrow's never promised. They say tomorrow's never promised shit. Today's never promised, man. So, mm. you know, embrace your loved ones, man, to stick together. And in, in, in this time of struggle, we got to keep moving forward. You know, until mm. we free our line, things are going to be a little rough. Mm. Right now, until then, and, and it's coming up though. It's, well, it's, we're used to being rough though, brother. Sure, you know, know, we're used to we live day to day, brother. Like, you made it this week, brother. I man. see you rocking <laughs> to the studio. You made it, brother. Made it. Yeah, you made it another week. You ditching it, and man. dodging, but you made it, brother. And that's how you know we live. We live week to week, brother. Me and G Seven, we see each other. We 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 touch. You know, we we make contact. We made it another week. It's good, brother. Still here doing it pushing forward so that's how we do it we got to continue so the gofundme is called twins family twin family uh, it's on facebook yeah uh my my name hera gonzalez just look me up you know and uh, if you want to get get active out here just hit me up like i said million children march at gmail.com or million chicano march at gmail.com uh, and soundcloud g underscore go Beautiful, brother. And and I was thinking we can leave, um, sign off on, on today's show playing your song. Is there any way to do that? On SoundCloud, yeah. We can it, just it, play. Can, uh, can we? Um, okay, so we're going to try to find it right now. But it's a very important song. It's called I Declare War. And this is one of G7's, in my opinion, one of his, man, his, his, his hitters right here. This is one of his powerful songs. Um, I declare war, and it's a beautiful um, revolutionary song he created. 
Um, and it was first played on Free Aslan, right? Yeah. It was first played on this show, and so this is it. And I'm going to make it, you know, um, I'm going to make it... Um, one of the songs of Free Aslan. So we're gonna we're gonna sign off on this song and we're gonna play it. And I just wanna um, uh, play this song and we'll be back in in, in a minute. Beautiful, and this is KEXU 96.1 FM, Paul People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan and Brother G7. Thank you for coming on to today's show, and uh, and we'll see you next week. Always, Free Aslan. Free Aslan. <laughs>